The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Guess what, everybody? Today is the 16th of November, 2018, if you can believe it. This month is cooking by, and um, a week from uh, Thursday is thanks. Well, it was yesterday. It's Thanksgiving. So... The months are going quick. We had a big snowstorm here in Albany last night. Um, but you know what? Everything is good. Uh, we've had some technical issues. Um, I'm going to bring Charlie Blair Oliphant and Alan Hale, who's a first-timer here on Eminem. We're going to welcome him to the family shortly, but I've got to go and do a few things. Now, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat. I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and I added a nice one, a nice new one today. I'm not going to say, go out to the Fiorello Barbell Co. blog and read the brand new verse that I lent to the other three. Um, this is going to be an ongoing project, and I promise you, you're going to change your life forever. You wait and see what 2019 is going to be like here i am telling you it is going to set the world on fire um what else i was to say oh we have a mutual friend charlie and i and i know he's met some other people at the gathering um i don't want to give out his last name until he gives me permission but i want to say a big hello to paul t um guy's doing a great job he lives in wales charlie's going back and forth with him too about stones he was at the gathering we might talk a little bit about paul but he's setting up a page all on famous stones or whatever he's uncovered in wales and um i'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit um motivation muscle really drove him he said he's addicted to the show as are many other people and i couldn't be happier what we're doing here, what Charlie's doing, what Stevie's doing. Um, The three of us have really, really, even though we live in different parts of the world, we're really making some strides with people. And you know uh, how how much uh, the respect I have for Charlie, especially with the kids in the Art Blair Stones. Um, Should really go out and look at his son, Lawrence. This kid is amazing. And, I mean, look at, you know, his mother, his father, his sister – just, you know, it matters. What surrounds you matters. And we're going we to get into that. But, Paul, I want to congratulate you, and I'm looking forward to hopefully January you'll come on with us. And maybe we'll even do a show with you, Charlie, and I. That would be very, very interesting. So congratulations, and keep the stone world cooking because we got something here that's getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Also, too, go out to Fiorella Barbell Co., um, are one product out there, but there are many more on the shelf. Winners and Champions, Inc. That's 14 modules that will change your life forever, believe me. 
and I do or have done everything here at the FPC Steel and Stone Yard, um, there's enough material there to last your lifetime if you do it correctly. And um, that's the idea, correctly, dedication, commitment, all those good things we talk about. So go out and check that out. Also, too, on FiorelloBarbellCo.com, don't forget about our Prosperity Conscious page. That is investing in Fiorello Barbell Company and motiv- Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio. It's doesn't run. It doesn't run for free, okay? And we have done amazing things. I know the feedback we get from people. You just heard me talk about Paul. Um, we've had people who hadn't trained in 20 years that listened to the show, got so inspired, came back and started training. Uh, most people charge for their shows. We don't. We want you to come in here, invest in us. There's a $25, 50 and $100 investment. Put that over the span of a year. That's pennies. And it all goes into FBC and M&M. So anything you could contribute would be much appreciated. Also, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows Charlie and I have done, whether it's with Alan tonight Singular shows, Mark, Liam, I mean, there's just more and more and more coming through. So stay tuned. Also, too, sign up at MotivationMuscle.com. Our free newsletter goes right to my MailChimp account. You'll get whatever I put out to your inbox. Another investment. Come on in advertise here on MotivationMuscle.com. The rates are cheap, and you will get the best of the best and if you live in my area um my phone number is there on the website itself give me a call i would love to talk to you if you live around here i'd love to meet you shake hands and talk with you and do 30 years of advertising with us i guarantee you you will make money guaranteed also to our youtube channel fiorella barbell company real men real strength real power now we're doing a three-way show tonight and we're welcoming Alan to the family, and that's a big deal because, um, you know, this is very important stuff, and we love having new people in here, and I know you're going to enjoy tonight's show, but before I introduce Alan, let me give you a little information on Charlie, first of all. Uh, he's Scotland's representative for the International Highland Games Federation, Stones of Strength. He is a stone lifter, farmer, Highland Games competitor, Charlie's just an all-around guy that gives a shit about people, and that's what I really like about him, and I can't say enough. Charlie, welcome aboard, brother. It's always an honor. Well, thanks for having me back, Eric. You know, I, I, I love being on the show, and uh, it's, it's almost like a second home to me now. We've had chatted so often, it just, it's just it just feels so right and natural, and again, thank you so much for having me back. Anytime, Charlie. You're an ambassador. Uh, uh, Francis Brebner wouldn't choose you with Highland if you weren't who you are, because Francis, as we both know, he, he, he's quite a he's quite a gentleman. Let me tell you. Now we have Alan Hale coming in here shortly too, and I'm going to give you a little bit on this gentleman. Number one, obviously, this guy is a strength man. He loves strength. He is a strong man because I love you know anybody that's in that to me is a strong man. But here's the thing: he is from Killer strength of scotland and this is going to be very interesting because we've only had one other equipment maker on here and it was very interesting to talk about because a lot of what he does has to do with the dinnies so we're going to get into that so alan welcome to the show welcome to the family it's an honor to have you on brother 
Thanks very much for having us on, Eric. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Um, a- anything that you guys want to, Charlie, do you want to give out the Art Blair Stones or anything like that, how to get a hold of you? And the same with you, Alan. I know you're not on Facebook, but we'll get into that too, obviously, with the material and, and the equipment that you built. So, Charlie, you want to put out your stuff for that, brother? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Eric. Yep. Um, if, any, if anybody's interested, probably the main thing that people might have recognized me from is, is the Ard Blair Stones, which you've obviously talked about in previous podcasts. Um, there's a Facebook page called the Ard Blair Stones, and I have a YouTube channel, which is also called the Ard Blair Stones. And there's obviously, I'm on Facebook myself uh, as, as Charlie Blair Oliphant. So between those three, those three different uh, things, on Instagram as well, I'm obviously on Instagram, Charlie Blair Oliphant. So there's, there's four avenues there. I would uh, recommend anybody checking out the R. Blair Stones. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it encompasses, it's fun for everybody. And thanks very much, Eric. I think that just about covers that. Okay. Well, the first thing we're going to do here, you know how I do welcome to the family. But I want to lay this on the ground first. Charlie and Alan, how did you two meet? So, Charlie, go first, then give it to Alan, please. Well, there's always the danger of going first that Alan's going to give a completely different uh, idea of what. Okay. <laughs> what That's all right. But, but I'm, I'm going to take the plunge. Um, now, I was obviously um, through a combination of Stevie and Brett, uh, Stevie Shanks and Brett yep. Nickel. Um, I was aware of. Uh, not Alan specifically, but just aware of Killer Strength Scotland as, a, as an entity, as a sort of company, if you like, uh, producing like some amazing equipment, particularly like the dinny pins and rings. I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I yeah, feel yeah, that's yeah. really Alan's department. Yep. But so it was so this this wonderful thing happened where um, I was quite keen on having a, a set of pins made up like for, for one inch diameter. And I was thinking about it, and I was sort of thinking. I had Alan's uh, phone number, and I was thinking about calling him. And you know, it kind of it was a few nights. And then, but the, the next thing that happened was is that I had a very, very excited Brett Nickel on the phone, trying to desperately get hold of me. Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd had all these missed calls, and he was like getting really animated. And <laughs> he told me that um, Alan had gone ahead and made these pins for me. Nice. So. Then I, there was an opportunity to meet Alan, who presented me with these wonderful pins. I mean, they're absolutely fantastic, you know. Yep. I mean, they're, they're, they're so good, I don't even like using them. Okay. <laughs> I remember you telling me that, yep. So, yep. Um, so, yeah, it was really through, I would say that Brett was the main instigator, although yep. I was aware that Alan did attend the International Highland Games Federation Stones of Strength Scottish, that's a mouthful, Scottish National Final at Blegari. Okay. Although we never, we never met there, but Alan had made Stevie Shanks uh, a very accurate, as accurate as you can get, pretty much replica of the Dinny handles. So I never met Alan then, but I was aware of him okay. through several fields, really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alan, um, obviously you'd heard of Charlie, obviously being a fabricator as such. Um, give us a little bit of, you know, how you found out about Charlie or you'd seen him or whatever and you inquired about him and then obviously you made him a set of loading pins with the rings. So take it away, my friend. Yeah, well, really I've kind of been following a lot of the stone lifters my, my own kind of journey towards the, the Denny Stones. I'm training myself for the Denny Stones and uh, I've been speaking to Brett and some of the other guys recently and uh, one of the conversations with Brett he was saying that Charlie was quite interested in getting a, a set of Denny pins made up for his his one-inch standard plates. So a, a lot of the ones I'm making now are for Olympic plates. So I, th- I thought I'd have a shot and get a, a decent set made up for to try for the standard plates. 
it was just really through that I thought yeah. I kind of looked at Charlie and who Charlie was and his kind of journey into the, the stones and I thought I'll get him a, a proper handle made up and yep. a, a proper set taken up and I got in contact with Brett again and said if he was interested he kind of came through that yeah no I mean it's great because Charlie and I were talking and I had he started him again but years ago I'm sure you know David Horn had him and that's yeah, how that's I great, got yeah. mine and then, obviously, for a while, he discontinued a lot of the manufacturing and all that. Um, I want to ask you a couple things, though, going back to the very beginning when you got in the physical culture and stuff like this. Was there any driving force, obviously, now you talked about, obviously, you're going to go to the gathering in 2019. But w- when you were a younger kid, were you into the physical stuff, the weights, the uh you know, body weight, um, anything. And secondly is, if you were doing that at a young age, what were the forces behind you? You know, like we talk about here with my brother and the Incredible Hulk. And, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, we just lost Stan Lee. He just passed away the other day. I believe he was 95. And obviously he that was one of the uh, figures he created was the Incredible Hulk. So, Take us through. I mean, were you doing weights, whatever, at, at, at a younger age? If so, what got you interested and what propelled you to where you are today? Well, really, I never really got any weights until I was in my early 20s. Um, I worked abroad. I worked in the, the Netherlands. I was a welder, and I think I had a lot of spare time at night. Yep. And uh, I started training at a gym in Rotterdam, just your, your normal conventional gym. But one of the guys I worked with, he actually he trained with Miss Olympia at the time, who was Juliet Bergman. And she yeah. had an inv- invitational-only gym. And uh, the guy I worked with, he, says, he said, if you want, I can have a word and see if you can train there. So the first night I went along, and Juliet owned a right bodybuilding gym in the, in the Netherlands. She had a right hardcore old-school old bodybuilding gym. So yep. we, went, we used to go there three, four times a night. And we did that for over a year and a half when I, when I was living over there. So I really started kind of the bodybuilding scene through that that area. Well, all right. So your bodybuilding and all that, as you move along through time, what got you interested in stones? Obviously, what got you spurred on to start to become a metal fabricator, obviously, because that's not something a lot of people can do. I mean, that's that's a skill. So what got you to that point where suddenly you were very much interested in the stones? You started getting into stones. Then you started manufacturing, obviously, the rings and the loading piece. So take us through there. How, how did that all materialize? Um, well, I've always kind of been training. and um, I took up a thing called Krav Maga, which is a hand-to-hand combat system. Yep. And I, I trained for about three years in Krav Maga. I, I was a fighter for three years. And just kind of through my, my fighting, I was starting to get a lot of the kind of heavier, stronger weights. You were doing a lot of body weight exercises. And mm-hmm. I kind of got back into powerlifting again. But when I was power, I powerlifted for about two or three years after that, and I, and I went out one night and I, I can't remember what I did lifted, but I, I tore my feet. I had a real bad injury in my feet. And I think... I started bench pressing, I started doing every other exercise, but, but during this time, the Rogue documentary came out about Stoneland. Yep. And I, I started to, I thought, my, my feet were gradually healing 
Do you know what I mean? I had a, a quite a serious thing, and I was limping for a while. Yep. But during the time, I thought, see if my feet repair. I'm going to change for these Denny's stones. Oh, nice. That, that's going to be the goal. So I, I kind of started. While you're bench pressing and everything else, you thought, if you're going to, if something's going to happen, I'm going to train for the Denny Stones. So kind of over that, I started looking into the Denny Stones and where they were and, and how I can train for them. And, and gradually, by that time, my feet were getting better. And I started on the deadlifts again and different things. So mm-hmm. it, 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 the further you look into people and you, you look into people at the gathering, and it, it all came about that way, if you know what I mean, Eric. Well, let me ask you this, too, Alan, is this. I'm going to go to Charlie, too, because this is a big discussion here about, you know, obviously the weight exercises to get ready to go, whether it's going to lift the Husafel stone, you know, the Dinny stones, the Inver, whatever it is. And Mark Haydock's going to be on here tomorrow, who is one of the biggest supporters, I believe, I've ever heard about the trap bar deadlift and how he feels, especially the Dinny stones, it really complements it. Let me ask you, now that you're getting ready for the gathering next year, obviously other than the equipment that you build to train for that, is there one movement that you would say that really accentuates uh, stone lifting? Let's just say what you have in your mind right now that's going to get you to lift those dinny stones easily off the ground. Yeah, I think I think a lot of trap bar work seems to it seems to work. It seems to. I've, I've also got um, I made up metal dinny stones oh, with wow. handles. Wow! So it's I've got two options. I've, I can either connect my dinny rings to them, or replica dinny rings, or I can I've got big handles on them as well. Yep. So yep. it kind of replicates the trap bar and the dinny lift as well, the side by side. So I do a lot of that. Plus wow. I do a lot of trap trap bar work as well. But yeah, I that. Think, pick, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, picking, go ahead. I interrupted picking you. Anything, picking anything off the ground, I think it's going to help you with Denny's. Any, any your lifts, your trap bar, your normal deadlift, it, it seems to be. Yep. It yep. seems to work for me. Charlie, obviously you and I have gotten into this, and, and one thing I, I really like about Charlie is his honesty with everything. And, you know, Charlie came pretty clean. I mean, he most guys wouldn't say, you know, well, my upper back was weak. That's why I couldn't do bang, 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 and this is what I had to do. Charlie, what's your feeling on the trap bar? I don't know how much you and I have ever really um, went after this like that, but I don't know how much you used the trap bar to get ready in 17 when you had that big, big year. Um, what's your feeling on the trap bar? And, you know, yay or nay? I mean, you know, give your opinion, brother. Was the most definite EA because I mean yeah. I had the the good fortune to be uh, on a stone tour with with Andy Kearney amongst others and yep. it was Andrew Kearney that more or less gave me the training program that I needed to to shore up my my upper back and and he and he knows exactly what he's doing I mean he's a coach yeah. he's well experienced and well versed in this whole thing and, and so he could see firsthand where my weaknesses were and he's and I remember him specifically saying to me that if I only had one piece of gym equipment. And I don't know if this was specific for me and what he had seen, but he said he'd he he just gone for a trap bar every yeah. time. Yep. But having, having said that, and I really so the trap bar was very important, and 
fantastic. Yep. But then, as Alan's saying, you do, it's good to shock your muscles. It's good to vary them. So even yep. if you're doing like deficit deadlifts or, or pause deadlifts or something, just keeping, you know, doing yeah. far speedy reps or slow down, you know, it, it's, it's the, the, the variations are so important as well. But if I had I to pick one, one single piece of equipment it would be a trap bar but again yeah. you know deficit deadlifts with a trap bar again pause yeah. deadlift d- d- yeah. double pause deadlifts with a trap bar just shake it up vary it but yeah uh, trap no, bar I, very, I, very important. you know very. you know charlie that's the thing and and alan too you don't look at maybe it's just something everybody likes to kind of keep to the side but you know you guys more than anybody even in america um e- even um um I'm trying to think. Lee Holland Keene, same way with her. Trap bar, trap bar, trap bar. Um, that seems to be over in your neck of the woods, obviously. That is the device. That is the thing. And there's one thing I always liked about the trap bar, too. Look, it takes care of just about everything. You know, um, you're in the squat position, the whole deal. But it's really a head-to-toe movement. I can't wait tomorrow to get into this with Mark, too. As I'm hoping we do a show pretty much almost all trap bar. And obviously the mental scheme to go with it. Hey, Alan, um, I'm very interested how you got into, obviously, fabrication and welding and all that. So take us on that journey right now. What? got you involved was it you didn't see things on the market you felt you needed to have or you were looking at the other lifters what was it that got you started with the fabrication and in terms for the for the denny pins um when i was training for myself uh, i kind of looked around to, to see what was happening and everybody seemed to have rings that were, they were training i think if you look at stevie as stevie had rings he'd, he'd got off his dad yeah um, some of the, the guys were training with rings, and I thought, well, I, I need to make something up for myself. Something's got to. And the guy you were talking about, they were, they've always been unavailable. And some people, if you if you search around the internet, people are getting them made specifically. Or, and I thought, well, uh, being a welder and that myself, I can get something made up. So, yep. I think I was part of the deal. I, I went and well, I actually made two rings up that were higher in height because you you don't really know. It was. It was. I took a bit of research and to get the right heights and the, the right ring sizes. And but that was where I originally came from. I just wanted something myself to train with the rings. Because if you're going to lift two rings, you're going to have to try and train with two rings at some point. You know what I mean? You're yeah. used to the grip. And so that's where that kind of came about to start off with. I've made a kind of test set up for myself. And, and is that? And as you did that, it started growing from there. Then I take it. Yeah, that's right. It's, See, I had, I had the full denny weight in my rings, and I had two bigger rings, and I, I thought, well, there, at the moment I can lift the denny weight. This is me ready. Yep. But when you when you actually do a bit of research on the internet, and um, Stevie's got a, a website up, and it, it was showing you that the, the size of the rings his dad had got made in different things, and I went into my, my workshop and I fabricated different rings, higher and lower, and, and once you get to the real weight, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference in, three or four inches when you're lifting the dinny weight yep. and the size of the ring. So eventually I thought, well, I need to sort this out to get something made up. That's, that's awesome. It's going to replicate. And we, I actually drove up one night. I thought, I'm going to have to sort this. For, and we, I jumped in my van and I drove up to the dinny stones yep. and I got them measured up properly. And I went in and proceeded to kind of fabricate something that, yep. which yep. is now what I've got now. But I thought it's got to be done properly in the heights and we took levels up and, and measured every every size of the stone and the rings, and 
Because I thought you're going to live to the Denny Stones, you, you have to have something that's correct. So sure. that's that's where that story came about. Um, I if I lived by you, I'd be uh, knocking on your door to build me Hoosa Steels, maybe some rings. I got a power rack design I've never seen before. I'd love to have somebody like you that that's got experience like this and. Um, could fabricate some mean stuff let me tell you i love all that stuff i'm not a welder but i'll tell you what i love designing and doing things of that nature um charlie obviously you've got the one inch pin to to, you know do the dinny rings with and all that you know i'm not going to put you on the spot but obviously alan builds some nice stuff um you've got some other things too obviously you don't have to name names what do you see with his equipment? I mean, obviously, you said there. I remember when we were talking offline the other night, his stuff was beautiful. You really didn't want anybody touching it. But is that the main thing? I mean, what is it about his ring, his his pin, all that that to you seems better, different, whatever? What what is it with that? Well, there's there's the first immediate thing which Alan's uh, is different to other people's is that I mean, I trained on the David Horn ones, like, like you've got and everything. Yep. And they're, they're obviously rigid. They're kind of locked into place. Yeah, you know, they are. There's, you, you can't allow, like the, the, the smaller handle, for instance, it doesn't revolve. I know that some people, when they're lifting the dinnies, they like to sort of swivel the, the small handle around so they've kind of got like a flatter bit on their fingers to sort of spare their hands if they're doing okay. a hook grip, for instance. Uh, but, but obviously with Alan's design, you can kind of do that. You, you have that, that flexibility like you would with the real dinnies. Yeah. Uh, the, height, the height is bang on. You know, yep. the, the effort that's gone into creating the, the, the rings and the, the, even, like, the width of, of steel that's, that's used uh, is exactly the same. And it, it's, it's a weird width as well. It's not just a standard width. Uh, it's not – I don't know if it's necessarily the easiest steel to actually source in that size. Yeah. Uh, and certainly in, 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 in the handle I was made, there's even little nuances, like some of the – the, the disfigurations and the marks uh, on the handle are replicated to the dinny, so it's actually gone to that level. You know, yeah. it's gone to that extreme. Yeah. Um, but they're very comfortable in the hand. They uh, another good thing about the, is the finish. Yeah. Uh, is that they they kind of got a nice. It's protected, but it's kind of like a nice sort of metal finish. You know, there's there's nothing there's nothing hidden under any paint. You know, you, you right. see you get what you see. Yep. And it is solid. It's going to last your lifetime. Uh, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really thrilled. I mean, it's like, they're like functional works of art to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, you and I both know, and Alan does too, when you have something you like in your hands, it it just propels you to want to train harder and heavier. You know, people don't get this. You know, I love looking at equipment. There's certain pieces of equipment when you get in them, or get over them, or, 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 you know, you're pushing them overhead. It just is the look of it, the feel of it. And when you get it, you just want to strangle it. And I think visual things, I always say here at my place, you don't even have to know much about anything. But when you see things that are visually um, tapping into you, that can be your first creation of where you begin. And... You know, that first step is always going to be a big decision in your life. Um, Alan, here's another question. And we didn't give it out at all. And obviously, um, killer strength. Um, 
is there a way for the people in the states here where I am, is there a way they can get a hold of you via email or I know you're not out on Facebook or anything, but how would, because I don't want to forget this, um, how would anybody that's going to be listening to this show, if they were interested in the rings and, and whatever size, one inch, two inch, how could they get a hold of you, sir? At the moment, see if you get a hold of me on Instagram. It's at Keller Strength Scotland. Oh, you're on Instagram? Okay, great. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, so if anybody wants to private message me on Instagram, I can get you sorted out. All right, let me write this down. Instagram. And that's at, is it Instagram at Killer Strength Scotland? Is that what it is? That's right, yeah. Okay, let me write that. I want to just make sure I've got all that. Because I will put that in the show notes, too, how to get a hold of you. Um, so that hopefully uh, some people will uh, want to do some business with you. So Killer Strength Scotland. Okay, Um let me ask you this, too. Um, do you build any other equipment? Well, at the moment, I've just started to... Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, home to, I'm trying to get into the, trying to get big kind of replica inch dumbbells made up. So. Oh, nice, man. Wow. So, uh, I've started at the moment. I, the, the, the dinner pins has kind of been taken over okay, at the hey. moment. I've had, yeah. I've, had, I've had loads of orders from all around the world, but... Um, so uh, I've got a waiting list at the moment for the dinny pins, but if, when I get a spare minute, I've been I made a an inch kind of replica dumbbell the other week there. So I'm hoping nice. to get some decent stuff out there at the moment. Um, Charlie, you know what you can do too because you're going to email me stuff if um, mm-hmm. Alan's got pictures or you've got um, Alan. Can you do this for Charlie? Um, how about sending him a picture of the rings on the one inch and the rings on the two inch? And what I will do when Charlie sends me the pictures, when we put the show up, I'll do a couple. You know, I, I put the show up more than once, and obviously Charlie will push it out on Facebook and everywhere else. And I'll send you the link for Instagram if you can do that. Um, we'll put out your material too, um, and that'd be great because then you know, you know, visual is always the way to go too so if you want to do that i'd be more than happy to help you out with that too um let me ask you this alan what with, with physical culture that's what i call it here because it encompasses everything it's not just lifting things um how is it how in your life obviously it's been it's a party now for sure you know you're you're fabricating you're going to go and lift the denny stones and all that what does it mean to you at this point in your life? What Have you ever sat down and really thought about, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to do this, and now I'm creating things. What does it? What has this lent to you, you think, as a, as a man? Uh, I think it's a, I think physical culture is a huge part of what you do. Is, as a welder, what I do is a kind of steel worker. The majority of your job, you're lifting things. Yeah. So if I can be as strong as possible, I do other work as well. I weld steel beams and pipelines, and so if you can be as strong as possible for your normal job, it's a, it helps you massively in, in what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're constantly lifting stuff. So if you've finished a shift, if you've finished a hard shift at work, it's good to go home and do a bit of deadlifting or get on the dinnies or do you know what I mean? It is a, yeah. It's a massive part of your life. It's, do you know what I mean? If you've had a hard day at work, 
and you go home. See everything I've got in my gym. I've built myself my weight plates, my squat rack, my okay. everything. So you can go home and you can get an hour out of the back, and you can train. It's, it's, it's a huge relief after work, and it's, it's, it's as everybody does. It's a kind of stress reliever after a hard day at work, but it also helps you when you're oh, yeah. kind of doing manual work. It's it's part of your job lifting stuff, but it's good to go home and keep your back strong and, and everything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, Charlie and I have talked about this so many times. I mean, I don't know what I would do if I didn't, what, wasn't lifting weights, stones, sandbags, you name it. Um, I probably would have gotten a lot of trouble, and that would have been the end of me. Um, there's nothing I've – I've played all kinds of sports. I've never – in my entire life, ever had something that has captivated me as physical culture. Because unlike a lot of other things, to me, you said it, Charlie says it, there's nothing like picking something heavy off the ground. We're made to do that. You know, do it correctly, do it right, and excel in it. And and, and if you want to go to the next level of the gathering, Iceland, Scotland, you know, obviously, you can go meet the Shanks in Ireland and lift the famous Shank Stones, et cetera, et cetera. All right? You know, I was telling Charlie, one of, the, one of my goals, I want to be able to go to Spain and learn how to Basque lift, okay? I think that's some of the sickest stuff I've ever seen. And I would love just to lift something of that magnitude. But I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm going to go right to Charlie. Because we get into this, and obviously, you know, his son Lawrence and this kid's amazing, all right, to me, to see what he's doing. Where, where, where do you think right now, because I see what's happening in America, and the youth here have been very feminized, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. Obviously, you can't stop the flow of technology, but it's taking a lot of kids over. We have a lot of obesity, which equals diabetes. What do you see with what we do? And we know we can minimize it to any level. That's the beauty of lifting things. It can be a 10-pound or a 400-pound, depending on where you are. What do you think right now with what we're talking about? What do you think the youth need right now? How do we get them involved? How do we get them? You know, when you see Charlie with the Ard Blair Stones, that's why I'm such a big fan of his. You know, you see these young kids. And whether they put it on the barrel or they touch the X on the side of the barrel, you can't not help but see the smile on their face, the confidence that is just giving them, okay? So what do you see, Alan, as the big playmaker here with everything we do for kids? Uh, I think uh, I think they do. I think they do have to get out and start lifting stuff. I think it's a, a huge part of life yeah. is lifting weights for a guy. Do you know what I mean? It's... If you get in a manual job like mine, can a lot, a lot of the, the work in it is involved is manual work. As you say, they can sit all day in their computers. But if you get out, even out in the park, as you say, lifting stones and and, and anything, there's actually a video I watched a, a video of Charlie's son yep. the other the other day there, and I think he was on the the second Ard Blair stone, and he had a shot of it, and it, and it dropped. And he went back again and he tried it again and he got further up and it dropped. And I thought, great, he's done really good, he's going to stop. And then he went back again and he tried it again. And yeah. he had it up further and I thought, I've never ever seen that, the, the passion in him. And it was pouring the rain and I thought, he will not stop. But that's what kids need to get into. They need to get out, they need to get into weightlifting yeah. or whatever. That's what I'm saying. People always used to say it will stunt your growth if it weightlifts. But yeah. it doesn't. It's, do you know what I mean? You don't have to... 
be deadlifting at eight, nine, ten year old. But if you're out lifting stuff or lifting logs, or uh, that's what I'm saying, that's part of it. It's, yeah. And we live in Scotland, you go up mountain climbing and, and pick a stone up on the way up or carry something in your back or a heavy rucksack. Or, do you know what I mean? It's part of your culture. I think you should do, do some of the stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, and I think for anybody, any kid that's not been just, you know, just doing the stuff everybody's doing now, I think just naturally we see things and we want to go lift them up. That's just the way we are built, the way we're made. That That's come from the beginning of time. I always say DNA. Charlie, um, obviously you and I have talked about this, but we can never hit upon this enough. And, you know, um, with Lawrence, obviously, and we've talked about probably if he sticks with this, his future, where he'll be doing a lot of big things at a very young age. But right now, youth-wise, what, what do you feel right now with physical culture? How do we, you know, the Art Blairs definitely is doing big things. But what else, Charlie? What, what else do we have to do to keep hammering this home? Well, I think a lot of responsibility lies with uh, uh, sort of local schools and um, things like encouraging swimming and yep. uh, outdoor sports, whether it's football or s- soccer or whatever you call it, you know, stateside, and or even hockey or cross country running uh, or crickets or something. It just it's it not a lot of kids don't get a chance, you know. Maybe the, the playground is. Yeah, they need sort of grassy areas to, to, to sort of do outdoor sport, even just like climbing a tree or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, uh, just 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 to be encouraged, because I think that all kids fundamentally want to do this. I, 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 yeah. I, I genuinely believe that it's built in them to want to do this. And things like uh, being sedentary and looking at computers and things is something that is almost it's like a, an easy thing to, to occupy kids. It's like, the, it's like a, a lazy way out. It's yeah, like, yeah. And I don't actually think that's really what they want to be doing. I just think it's adults have probably justified them doing that because it's, it's easier for them. But actually, if, if, if you were to give a, a kid, I think, a choice between playing football outside with, with a parent or a friend or something or, or sitting on an iPad, I, huh. I, I, genu- I genuinely believe that the kid would prefer to be outside mucking about, but the iPad has just been the easy option, and yep. so it's just become, like, routine. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, for instance, the snowstorm, okay? Um, you know, I was out shoveling and all that. It was snowing. I was happy as hell. I'm sure most people would be like, well, I don't want to go out in that. It's too cold and there's wind. You know what? You and I have talked about this online, offline. That that inspires me and intrigues me i think more now than it ever has in my life and why is that well because i've decided internally to make a change and a big ass change and things start to flow in a different way when you start to think differently too and you know one of the things you know i've been talking about and i i've been putting it on etched in stone for kids i did a show the other day a solo one which has just struck huge as far as downloads go. It's called Dear World. And for anybody that hasn't listened to it, you should. And what I did was I read, or I just came up with them off the top of my head, of because I had heard, you know, I listened to some things more than I usually do media-wise. And I, I, I got to tell you, gentlemen, um, everything was defeat. Everything. Every single thing was defeatist thinking. 
And I'm saying to myself, and these kids, whether you're parents or teachers or whomever, are absorbing this stuff constantly. And you wonder why you see one thing after another. So what I would do is I would read, well, I'd come out with a phrase. And probably the first time you heard it, if you heard the first comeback, you probably leaped out of your chair. I screamed, fight, the word F-I-G-H-T. Why? Because whether you need to physically defend yourself or not, the word fight, I felt, was something that you need to do. To take responsibility, to take hold of your life, and to know how unique you are. There's no one else like you. And kids... Yep, I'm sure, Charlie. I, I I can I I can I don't know you man to man to see you visually, but from what I've seen, obviously, you and your wife are good good parents, and you've got the kids to prove it. But not every kid is lucky like that. But there's been many that never used that excuse and rose from the ashes. They didn't take the easy way out, the loser way out, and it goes for adults too. How many adults do we see, 35, 45? They're in horrible shape. But, man, oh, man, if you tell them here in in New York, right, the newest iPhone's coming out, and you can be one of the first 20 to get it at $1,500, and these morons, they camp outside the building to get a phone. I'm saying to myself, if you put that kind of effort just to get your health, I'm not saying lift stones. How about walking a little bit and getting started like that? How about, you know, stop being in the refrigerator 15 times within two hours and then go to bed and you can't sleep? That's what I'm talking about. So, Alan, uh, I did go off on a lot of stuff, but obviously we know what we would like to do with a lot of the kids, the youth, and obviously um, nobody is beyond repair. Um, What do you think at this point in 2018 going into 2019? Do you see people taking their health more seriously the same, or is it just like, you know, you hear so many say, well, you know, I'm 40 years old. It's the aging process, which I love. You hear that all the time. There's nothing I can do about it. Everything's going south. What's your feeling on all that? I think there's, I think there's different groups in society. I think, um, I think some people are obsessed with fitness. This is, but I think, I think, see if you look at the stone lifters, a lot of the stone lifters are kind of older guys. I think they're, they're realizing the, the potential and strength. Yep. I think if you, if you look at a lot of the guys now that are training for it, I think they've done their, their bodybuilding and their, their kind of powerlifting, and I think they're looking for something new. I think in terms of the stone lifters, there's kind of guys coming in trying to get a different area of lifting and keeping themselves strong. But I think I, society in general, you either get one one opposite or the, or the other. Do you know what I mean? There's some yeah. people are obsessed with fitness and then there's other people that couldn't care less. As you say, they're, they're more interested in phones. And in terms of if you're in a workplace as a, as a welder and a steel worker, you'll get guys that are picking everything up and lifting everything, but you've also got the guys that are, are too afraid and they'll use a crane and everything's too heavy for them. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there, there is two sides of society. This is what we've got to watch out for. We are men. We're supposed to lift things. But it's part of who we are. It's Men are supposed to be strong. I don't care what anybody tells you. And you don't have to go out and lift a 500-pound rock. But 
you know, you, you need to know how to defend yourself, defend your family, um, go out and do some things. And sons and daughters need a strong male and a strong female in the family. And that's the way it is. We've lost a lot of that here. And that's why especially young boys have suffered so hard here, in my opinion. Charlie, what do you think? I mean, you know, we know we know how things are kind of orchestrated with, you know, I'll sit outside for eight hours to get a phone. You know, I, I, I'm going back. I'm getting older. What, what's the point now? And that's a lot of the stuff I heard that made me do that show last weekend. What's your feeling right now? We're going into 2019. It's a brand new year, everybody. You got another shot. What's your opinion, Charlie? Well, yeah, I mean, I wonder just how much of this stuff uh, is out of people's control as well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all very well uh, sort of encouraging people and supporting them, particularly kids, to go out and do things and to breathe in the fresh air and, you know, get the blood pumping and everything but then i suppose uh it's going to be sound controversial but then i suppose maybe society doesn't really make that particularly easy for people either no i agree it's um it's uh even in like the food that's been eaten and uh i I, I wouldn't go so far as to say there's a sort of an active feminization program in terms of uh food and drink and things and i I don't really know i I know that's a subject which has been covered before particularly with yourself and Dr. Wong. Well, I was in, just uh, going to say that. Don't, don't go ask Dr. Wong that. He'll uh, go berserk. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you just wonder, like, e- even things like um, like bottled plastic, bottled water reacting with the plastic. And, well, that's you know, dangerous. Just, yeah. just, just, yep. just, just chemicals yep. and things, yep. which perhaps are more prevalent now in society than before. And who knows? Maybe that's contributing to, to a, a sort of subtle change yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in, uh, in a sort of like a genetic uh, yeah. sort of hormonal level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something to consider as well. So um, I, I know it's a hot topic and I don't really know enough about it to give an informed answer, but I know it is a concern out there, which, yeah. again, obviously uh, sort of flies in the face of, um, you know, strength and, uh, you know, physicality and uh, particularly among uh, young men. Well, I'll tell you, Charlie, I try to buy everything I can in bottle. I, um, I stay away from plastics as much as, they, as I can, and I do believe they have more feminizing properties in them than they'll let on. And Dr. Wong and I have talked about it. In fact, I've got to give him a call. He's called me in the last two days. We've got to get him back on here before the end of the year because he and I got an awful lot of um, – <laughs> Well, there's there's enough topics here to piss off everybody in the world of what we'll say. But you know what? There's one thing I like about this show among many. Anything we talk about here, we can back up. I don't go out and attack anyone or do anything like that. But there are, like you said, there are some subjects that people are a little bit sensitive to. But you know what? You know, the old great Charles Atlas, you know, sometimes you get sand kicked in your face and you got to do something about it. That's the way it is. Um I like. I don't know if I ever even asked Charlie this, but I'm going to ask Alan this. Alan, um, who are, if you? I, I don't want to use the word idols. Um, in weightlifting, stonelifting, any genre of physical culture, name me a couple of the uh, past, present, future ones you're thinking about. Who do you like? Who Who do you like in strength? Names. Yeah, I think. Well, I think for everybody, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Um... 
I think it was there was an idol forever. There was Arnold. Yep. Um, the, the Hulk, obviously. I think it was, there was was interested in the Hulk. I think in, in terms of stonelifting, I think everybody's stonelifting. Johnny's quite interesting. If you look at Charlie and Stevie yep. and yep. Mark Haydock, Brett. Do you know what I mean? These are a lot of these are normal working guys, but they, they all seem to have something special. Do you know what I mean? It's, and yeah. it's interesting to look into everybody's stories. Do you know what I mean? There, there is an obsession with the with the stones and it, you, you can lift as much as you want in the trap bar or different things but if you if you watch guys like Mark Haydock yeah every week he's training on the Denny stones you know I mean Charlie has the, 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 he's, he's training up here with the, with the Denny stone handles Stevie trains he was on last night I think on Instagram he was training with the Denny stone handles so I, I think all those guys I think are, for people who are, who are interested in it it's worthwhile looking into Brett Nichols has lifted the stones numerous times and yep. seems to pick them up like two bags of shopping but there seems to be a certain strength in lifting the stones and different can Brett trains in his garden a lot and, and he's got logs and stones and it's very very interesting it's a, it's a whole different area of training to watch if you know what I mean there's a there's a strength there that only comes from doing that it's, yeah and and not only that, it's just that dedication and commitment to get it done no matter what. You know, you train alone, you might be training out in 20 below weather, but you know what? It's there. And even when you don't see things happening, good things are happening that are going to be measurable and big down the road. And that's where, in my opinion, a lot of people get lost with this stuff. And they quit, and it goes with everything. And, you know, once you start quitting things – you're going to become a full-time quitter with everything because that's what I try to establish with my nieces and nephews. Unless it is literally causing you pain, and I mean something that is dangerous stuff, and you still like it, you've got to learn to stay with it no matter what, and you will get through it. And See, I feel, and I could be totally ass backwards here, I don't think kids hear this stuff enough if they're hearing it at all because – you know, Charlie made the point before, you know, well, let's do this, this, and this, and, you know, they can just kind of go away and do their thing. To me, that's not the way. It's like um, a phone is not going to guide you the rest of your life, and it's not going to answer you when something happened and you've got to make a choice, a decision. And you can't go through life saying, well, I'll take a look at it tomorrow. You know, I remember Rocky Three when he's looking in the mirror, and he's having like a flashback, and, and they're saying, and he's saying, there are no tomorrows. There are no tomorrows. Apollo Creed saying that when they're getting ready to fight Clubber Lang again. And that is the truth. There are no tomorrows unless you're going to answer the bell from the previous day or whatever happened. I think it's very important. Charlie, I don't think I ever asked you this. Who do you like? I mean, uh, what I know, you know, what did you look up to when you were younger? Right now, um, name just a couple. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but everybody's got um, strong men that they looked up to, either as a young kid or right now today. Give me a couple that you like. Well, I mean, this, this, this is the obvious one. I guess the person I try to impress the most would have been my father. Oh, um, good. Yeah. It, because obviously. You know, I, I remember him being impressed. If I was lifting something heavy at a small age, yeah. it, it, it gave him it gave him a buzz, yeah. and, that, and that in turn fired me up. 
But quite honestly, uh, Eric, I mean, other, apart from immediate family, um, I mean, I, I, the 1980s, I guess, were quite significant for me. I mean, I just could rattle off a whole bunch of things. I mean, sure. there, there, was, there was obviously Schwarzenegger. Yep. There was, um, well, even Magnus Samuelson, some of the top strongmen, yep. Yuko Ahala, um, like Sylvester Stallone. Yep. I mean, even stupid things, like even, even like things like He-Man and Popeye and oh, stuff. Oh, me too. They, I still they, got you know, my... They, 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 yep. Yeah, they all yep. had a, a yep. bearing. It's particularly in the 1980s, there did seem to be a more of a sort of like a macho strength kind of action. Uh, it seemed to be a you know a, a decade of that kind of thing, and and so I was kind of very much exposed to it. And I believe that if you were you know if you were strong and able and could look after yourself, there was nothing that you couldn't really accomplish. So there was so there was a whole myriad of different influences. I would say that uh, rather like Alan said, I'd say that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, was probably one of the most significant ones. Um, sure, sure. Uh, and of course, you know, superheroes as well. I was, you know, Superman, the Hulk, you know, there, there was, there's so many, it's like a hodgepodge. It's like a, you know, a, a veritable cornucopia yeah. of different you know, You know, Charlie, there. here's something, and, and Alan too. Um, when you, even when you go back and watch a lot of these old movies and people say, oh, that's corn, not really, because you know what I took away from any of them? There was always, to me, something very genuine in in them that always said, no matter what, you can do it. See, I don't see that with a lot of things today. It's like, get kicked in the balls, it's okay, live with it. Well, no, it's not all right, okay? And when you when you watch the Hulk, Captain America, Superman, any Batman, all that stuff, all right? Didn't you always feel like after you watch it, you could go and do something? You know, you could be Batman for the next couple hours. You could be the Hulk. I mean, people send me notes and they'll say this, this, and this, and you'll turn green like the Hulk. And it's like, I know it's not going to happen, but in my mind as a kid still, it still captivates me. How many things now would captivate you like that? Not many. And when you can carry those... um, Good times, good thoughts with you. Don't think that doesn't work in your favor for today, for today's world, to do things, you know. This is where I think we are kind of like um, a lot of people are just unraveled because they don't see a lot of hope for themselves. They don't see the ability to come up with an idea and strive and struggle with it and, and prosper from it. I mean, I could tell you things that make your head spin, all right? But you know what? The whole idea with this stuff is this. Isn't it going to be great? That's what I say to Charlie all the time, Alan. When we're standing in front of 10,000 people, 100,000 people, and you're telling your story. And suddenly, there's no more money worries. There's no more anything. All it is is just latitude to being and doing and saying whatever you want in a way that's not only going to offer solutions to people that were in the same place you were, say, five years ago. You know, an ability to say, okay, Alan can build you equipment. Here's what you need. Here's my video. Here's what I did at the gathering in 2019. Charlie, how many new people has he brought in? You know, you look at Liam and Mark, okay? You know, how many more kids is Charlie going to influence? Stevie's the same way. You know, these guys give their heart and soul to things. And, you know, sometimes we're banging our heads against the wall and say, we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, we are. 
because the more you stay with something, the more it goes in your favor. You're a magnet for all that. Alan, comment on any of that, and then Charlie, take it, brother. I think it's. I think it's right. I think people have to go out and, and show other people what they're doing. That's the likes of what Charlie's doing with his hardware stones. It's. Yep. As you just keep talking about, it's, it's promoting people in his strength. It's, if, if somebody goes up, I went up and, and saw Blair Gowrie, and there was a queue. Yeah. A half an hour queue waiting for kids and and, and females and, and and men all waiting to stand to get a shot of the hardware stones. It's. I think what what Charlie's doing is is great. I think they had they had the the stones of strength that Charlie was running, and he had old stones and logs. And the, I was standing there as a spectator, and there was everybody was round watching. I think that's what needs to be done. I think it's particularly in Scotland, the, the Highland Games and, and stuff is is of great interest. I think to a lot of guys, but if you don't look into it and see what they're doing, and again, these are big strong guys lifting stuff and strong men and they're all getting involved but I think in terms of kids and even females, there was females there doing uh, yeah. Charlie's, Charlie's event and uh, probably shoulder stones that you've never seen a woman doing before but they were all right stuck in there and some of Scotland's strongest men along with them but it's, Ken, there was queues of people all standing watching no, no phones to be seen, they were all watching this or, or even if they were they were videoing it because that's not been seen before for a long time, it's it is an interesting thing now to get into. No, and you know, the nice thing too, Alan, is slowly but surely we're all becoming a big network. You know, whether it's coming out of here, going to Charlie, going to Stevie. Now we have uh, Paul in Wales. I mean, it is growing, growing, growing. It's just busting wide open, and this is only going to get bigger and bigger. Um, Charlie, comment on any of that. Yeah, well, first of all, Alan, that was really kind of you to say that. Thank you very much. So I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm just sorry that I never actually really got a chance to meet or well, to, to chat to you during that event. Uh, but again, you know, I mean, it's obviously yeah, I've, I've been running certain things. But then let's look at Alan. I mean, yeah. look at the wonderful things he's doing. I mean, he's right. kind of like bolstering everything up. He, I mean, any, every handle he makes is is reinvigorating people's interest in the dinnies. Exactly. So it, 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 in a sense, you know, these 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 handles that he's making, uh, it, it's all adding to the thing as well. I mean, um, everybody's contributing in some way. Even being on on the show, even being on on the podcast, which is obviously very flattering for both of us. It, it, it's 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 a wonderful platform to promote everything. Absolutely. So I think, so I think it, it's sort of self perpetuating in a way. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be a part of it because, like you, I think you're probably on the brink of something really quite tremendous. Oh, and uh, I, I think um, with Alan as well, going into other sort of aspects of strength, like uh, maybe circus dumbbells potentially and other things. Uh, That's it's, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I like everybody's got their own characteristics and they bring something to it in alan's case it's like manufacturing and making things and making life easy for people uh and other people it might be uh the locations of the stones or where they are or it might be putting on an event and so everybody fires off each other and compliments each other yep. and it's just it's just an exciting group of people to be around oh i agree and i and i think you and i have talked so many times where we've been up for about the same number of years and there's things happening, and uh, next year, for me especially, with all the stuff behind the scenes, 
I'm telling you right now, Charlie, it's like that big snowball that starts up on the uh, Italian Alps there. And what happens as it goes down, it gets bigger and bigger and picks up momentum. And uh, that is what's happening. That's what you got to build. Um, we're just about at the end of the show. Alan, um, one last question. Where do you see yourself? I'm just going to make it one year from now. I know we've talked about some of the things you want to do. Where do you see yourself as far as, you know, you'll be going to the gathering in August next year. Obviously, you are fabricating some magnificent pieces of metal there. What what, what would you like to do in this genre, say, in the next year? What what, what are you thinking? Well, I, I think it would be uh, quite interesting to get some some more products out there. I think it's it's kind of taken off the, the Denny Stones at the moment. Yep. There's, every, every single day I'm getting interest from another country and people seem to be talking about it. But I, I quite like the idea of bringing something some of the old time strongman stuff back. Do you know what I mean? I, I think yep. I think we can do some stuff with some of the raw steel stuff and bars and as Charlie's saying, dumbbells and there's a few ideas that I've got up my up my sleeve there now but I think it's it's quite interesting to see like what Charlie was doing with the, the, the logs and the stones, but kinda of, as a metal fabricator you can see some ideas coming up there. So Sure, sure. The other thing is I want to get on with my training for the Denny Stones, I'm quite interested in, in getting my strength up there. So, yeah. so hopefully that's the next thing for me, getting a right proper program and get my, my Denny training sorted. That, that to me is the big thing. I mean, you got two big things here. You know, you run with them and you learn and you're going to get there and I'm sure you'll have success in both endeavors. Charlie, what do we got? We got, let's say, in the next year. What are you looking at? What can you re, uh, tell us, or are you keeping them quiet? What, what do you want to? What are you looking at? You think in the next year? Well, I do have a list, Eric. Okay. But I'm slight. I'm slightly loath to divulge. Some okay, of this that's all right. Just, um, just, uh, just in case, so it might show no. a lack of confidence. But I've got to, I've got to be realistic as well. But it's important to have targets and goals. So I some agree. of the targets, like um, I've, I've already actually achieved before next year. Uh, which I'm quite pleased about, but yeah, there's things I'm trading towards, and uh, I'd kind of, uh, I'd, 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 if we have another opportunity to talk, which obviously I'm, I'm sure there will be opportunities, I'll maybe talk about them slightly closer at the time. Okay. Uh, so I'll know, if, I'll know how realistic they are at that point. Okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm hoping you and I um, potentially meet in July of next year too. You know what it is, so um, that could be quite interesting. Let me tell you. Um, Charlie, uh, obviously we're going to sign off. Um, summarize anything you want, then I'll give it to Alan. Give out all your information, and we'll go to Alan next. So take it away, boss. Well, I, I just basically wanted to say thank you, Eric, because uh, we've been talking about, obviously, Alan manufacturing things. Sure, I've been putting on events and everything, but yep. I don't. I would just like to personally thank you for sure. providing such a wonderful platform yep. through Motivation and Muscle because it's all very well, you know, doing these things, you know, the stone lifting, and it's maybe started off quite small, but but with your help and with your listenership and your, you know, your enthusiasm towards it, uh, that has played a significant part in kind of breaking everything open and giving people a voice and a platform yep. with which to talk about these things. So, um, yeah, I just basically, I don't really want to say too much about myself now. I just want to say thank you to you for, You're welcome. for all, all you do. So, Yeah, but you do, plenty for, you do plenty for me. You're a big supporter, and I don't mind. I, you're welcome here anytime. Um, 
Give out your Facebook, anything else you're on, where they can get a hold of you, Charlie, too, please. Uh, okay, sure. Well, um, again, like, like beginning, um, as mentioned, the Art Blessed Stones, and there is a Facebook page called the Art Blessed Stones. There is a YouTube channel, also unimaginatively called the Art Blessed Stones, and I'm on Facebook personally myself, Charlie Blair Elephant. And I'm on Instagram as well, the same name, obviously, Charlie Blair Elephant. So if anybody has any questions or queries or if I can help in any capacity, uh, please contact me and I'll do my best to help. Um, okay. But again, thanks, Eric. Anytime, Charlie. Alan, give out all your information, obviously. I know you're on Instagram and obviously the name of your company and summarize anything. Take it away, my friend. I'd uh, just like to say thanks very much for having us on, Eric. Um, I think if you're interested at the moment and you're, you're training for the Denny Stones, I think it's a massive part of it to have a set of training rings and, and set up your own kind of replica Denny Stones in your house or your gym. Or, so if anybody's interested, they can get in contact with me at, at Killer Strength Scotland on Instagram and say that I'm soon, most countries in the world we can get sent out to. So I, th- I think if that's what you're into, I think it's imperative that you do have a set and you, you train with the rings, but you can let us know if you're interested. Yep. So And you can ship them anywhere, right? Correct? Most countries, yeah, we can ship okay. them. Okay, well, that's, all, Germany, yeah. okay Australia, that's all we need America. to know. And, and it's, and it's uh, on Instagram, it's Killer Strength Scotland they, they go in and look at, right? That's right, Eric. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anything else, my friend? No, I think that's it. It's just thanks for having us on. It's, it's... Anytime. You're welcome here anytime. All right, fellas, just hang on. I'm going to give all the parting information. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Don't forget to go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is the premier product. That's 14 modules that will take you anywhere you want to go. Also, invest in FPC and M&M on our Prosperity Conscious page at FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $50, $100. It goes right to my PayPal account, and it goes right back into the business. And if you break that down over a year, that's peanuts, believe me. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This show will be up tomorrow barring anything but i don't see why not tomorrow afternoon got a real busy morning and we're going to do some stuff get ready for the winter get go out and get the kerosene and the propane and everything so we got a little heat in there so i'm not sticking to everything um also too um let's see go out to um fear or motivationmuscle.com sign up for a free newsletter Anything I do, which I haven't been doing a lot just time-wise, uh, it'll go right to MailChimp, which will go right to your inbox. Also, invest in advertising here at MotivationMuscle.com. The number's there. Call me. I will speak to you. I don't do a lot of emailing because when you do business with people, you have to speak to them. And if you live in the Albany area for training or for business, Give me a holler. I'll come meet you face-to-face and shake hands with you, and we can discuss the next 30 years of advertising with a company that's only going up. It's a winner all the way. So think about that. Um, Also, too, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. If there's a show you'd like Charlie and I to do, and if you'd like Alan to come back in, we'll talk equipment. Um, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com because it's very exciting to see Alan. I mean, as a fabricator, and you know this stuff is going to grow in other areas, 
it's the greatest thing. I'm telling you, folks, I try to encourage everybody. If there's something you want to do, damn it, go after it. Don't wait till you're so old you can't do anything and you're going just with regret every day. You can't be afraid to take a chance on yourself. You've got to make that first step. So think about that. you got entrepreneurs, three of them here tonight speaking to you. So it's something to think about. Also, too, don't forget, um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. If you'd like to hear us in your car, it's AHA Directory. That's AHA. We are on Spotify. And if you go out to um, Google Podcast and type our name in, bang, there it is. Also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire. That could change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You really don't know what people are going through, man. And there are a lot of people that are carrying so much baggage, they feel like they got the weight of the world on them all the time. So it doesn't hurt to be kind. You know, take the strength you built in the gym and, and use it for other things. It, it it makes you only better. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, and it's getting higher and wider, my friend. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. No matter how busy he was, he'd walk everybody to the door and say, keep smiling. Think about that on your worst day, best day, or just you feel like saying something great. Keep smiling. You'll grin from ear to ear. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. This is what it's about. 30 more years. Be part of our family. We need you and you need us. And pass these shows out. Push them out. I'm telling you, they're that important. You can go to any one of them and get gold. Also, too, um, Les Brown, you'll have greatness in you, but we take it two steps further. We believe in you. And we got your back. And I don't know how many people would say that in today's world. And obviously, before we uh, say goodbye to Charlie and Alan, you know, the world is asking something from you. You need to stand up and take care of it. You can ask the world for things, but you've got to take the responsibility. As the great Steve Jack would say, shoulder some responsibility. It's that important. Charlie, you know my feeling. It's always an honor to have you on. Our shows are second to none. Thank you for being on, my friend. It was a pleasure, Eric. And again, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's, it's very flattering every, every time uh, I have the opportunity to come on your show. Well, it's my pleasure, too, believe me. I, I enjoy it more than you'll ever know. Alan, welcome to the Motivation Muscle family. We will have you back. Um, especially, I can't wait to hear about, obviously, the fabricating and all that, and, and much success with the business. And obviously, um, we'll talk to you long before you go to the gathering. But, you know, keep nailing it, brother. So thanks for being on, sir. Thanks very much, Eric. Thanks for the chance to come on. It's been great. Thank you. You are welcome. So for Charlie Oliphant and Alan Hale, this is Eric Fiorello. Like I said, this show will be up tomorrow. Tomorrow we got Chris Paid on. And uh, we got Mark Haydock on tomorrow. And then uh, 
some future shows are good. Um, I was telling Charlie, we finally got Kara Shaw, and uh, Kara will be on, I think, in December. We got Stevie Shanks. There's so many people coming on the end of the year. Logan Christopher, Mike Gillette. It's just there's only so many days left right now, and I'm trying to get everything we can. And we've got to redo a show with our pal John Bruni. We did a, an incredible show called Gratitude M&M Style, and there was a problem with his Skype and the audible. It's the audio. You can't even hear him. So we've got to get that done, too. But like I said, for Charlie Oliphant and Alan Hale, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you soon. And remember this. Here's a Doc Ridge for you. Keep smiling. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.